We are very excited about today's show, but before we begin, we got Jesse Ledoux with our product feature of the week. Jesse, tell us what you got for us. Hey, Stephen, who doesn't need more swag in their life? Oh, I, I know I certainly could use some more swag. <laughs> so this week, I'm talking all about our awesome pageant swag t-shirts. Um, they are a really luxurious material. They're a nice jersey. So as opposed to like the standard cotton t-shirt, these are so breathable, so light, so soft. And you just need one to show everyone that you come across that you are in the pageant biz and you're chasing your dreams. I, I do love our pageant swag. Okay, give us some of the, because um, they're all like t-shirts. I think we have some hats and maybe even some tote bags and stuff. But um, give us some of the the names or the, the sayings that's on the shirts. So I've had this shirt since like the beginning of time, it feels like, Stephen, but it's I'm kind of famous. And it's like super cute because in the pageant world, we do talk about that. Like we're public figures. So it's something really cute. It's a conversation starter. Um, just kind of makes you feel special when you wear it. Um, I also love queen status. If I need Kevin to understand that I have a point that needs to get across, I'll wear my queen status shirt. So he <laughs> business. But then my workout favorite shirt of all these options, it's, it says single taken like little check boxes. Like, will you go out with me? Yes, no, maybe. Um, but this says single taken pursuing the crown and the pursuing the crown is checked off and it's really adorable. So those three t-shirts are my absolute favorite. And we got plenty others and some hats and some totes and all that stuff. And, um, Oh, what's on the tote? Like on the tote, it, what does it say? It says, totes adorbs because <laughs> it is it's so stinking cute yeah yeah I, I do i like that one too so okay so what's the deal on it and and where can they find it and all that good stuff so we want to help our podcast listeners get a jump on their stocking stuffers so i think this is an amazing deal get one for you one for a friend one for the special pageant person in your life um the deal is five dollars off and if the shirt's 15 bucks and then you get five dollars off and free shipping that is like a total steal so it's five dollars off with the coupon code podcast when you visit shop.pageantplanet.com awesome and uh, we'll also put the link in the show notes so you can just click there and go over and you know what? i'll even sneak the coupon code in there too so you don't even have to remember that so mm -hmm. awesome thank you jesse Welcome to the Pageant Planet Podcast, where we help you succeed in pageantry. Now, here's your host, Stephen Roddy. Welcome, everyone, to another episode. Today, Jesse and myself, we are going to be discussing the six-step formula to achieving any goal that you set. So, Jesse, set the stage for us. Steven, for someone who chooses to compete in a pageant where there are lots of differences between what's known as a quote, normal life and pageant life, um, it's, it's difficult to be able to identify both of those different paths. For adults competing, there are, like, I think you can probably relate to this, there are enough responsibilities, whether it's social responsibilities, professional, household that can take up your time. Now, as a pageant contestant, insert hours of preparation or sacrifice while you watch your counterparts, your colleagues living differently. And if like I've had plenty of teenage clients and like their friends are they're out wearing ripped jeans, they're wearing trendy outfits, maybe even some scandalous Instagram poses. Scandalous, um, so scandalous. Or they're gossiping about boys on a Friday night. 
Um, but a pageant team, they wear uber coordinated outfits. They're likely volunteering on a Friday night, or if there is a coaching session on Friday and their friends are at a football game on Friday, like it just, it can bum you out seeing other people living a life so differently than yours when you are constantly making the choice to make sacrifices. Yeah. And I totally get that. I mean, though I've never, I mean, I've trained for a fitness competition and I do understand like, okay, going out to eat and watching other people eat whatever they wanted. And I'm eating like, you know, plain chicken breast, um, stuff like that. Um, but in early my career in business, it was very much the same of like staying in when others was going out, reading books, while others watching television, doing things like that. So it can be a bit in the beginning, feel like you're getting the short end of the stick. Yeah. And I agree with that. And it's a lot of pressure to decide on what kind of life choices you want to make. Um, Because in the moment you think, okay, every decision is impacting the next step and the next step. So what is okay to miss out on and what makes it worth it? So today, the topic of the podcast is achieving any goal that you set. The tips we'll talk about are more geared towards pageantry, but can very easily be transitioned to any goal that you have in mind. Yeah, perfect. Okay, so what's the first step in this formula to achieving any goal? So I I do want to say we did pull our Instagram, as we always do, and there was one specific response that encompassed a lot of tips that I've sprinkled within. So I wanted to lead with this, um, um, but you'll see where these tips appear later in the process. Um, But this particular response came from Mrs.Shadeg, and she said, I think it's like anything in life. What you want most is what you use your willpower to do. Make yourself a vision board, save inspiration to your phone, get yourself a crown keychain to remind yourself of the title you're ultimately working towards wherever you go. But ultimately you have to want it more than you want to do any of those other things and push yourself. So I honestly could have just read that and the podcast could be over. There were plenty of tips, but of course we will elaborate on those. Yeah. I mean, it's good to have a a breakdown of the strategy of what some of these things mean because, you know, having a vision board, having goals, writing it down, like staying focused, those are things that I feel are pretty common. I remember hearing them throughout high school, whatever. However, when I really got into the, you know, quote, air quotes, real world, I'm like, how do I truly set a goal? How do I truly stay focused? I needed to have structure and systems that worked for me, Stephen, based on like my life, you know? So um, that's the context of this episode. So Jesse, help us break this down and, and start to make sense of it. Yeah, and it's a great segue too. The first item is a vision board. And to your point, Stephen, I hear people talk about vision boards all the time. But before I did my own, I kind of was nervous. Like, where do I start? So we will talk about some, like, as you go through these strategies, how to get you started or what you do. Because you hear about them, but you really don't know, like, how to begin So you never do it. So we're going to prevent you from holding back. So what is a vision board? Um, A vision board can be physical or digital. So it can live somewhere or it can be all on your phone or on an app, whatever you choose. And it's essentially an image mapping tool where you can see the trajectory of your life short and long term. Um, So perhaps you want to be a runway model and you could post photos of your favorite current models, designers you want to work for, places you'd like to visit with this career, um, and it can be adapted to any part of life or any stage of life. Yeah, and I know that for for myself, um, in in the past, when I, when I was younger, like in um, high school, 
I would find magazines and I would cut out images of fancy cars and nice things. And I literally wallpapered my bedroom with it. And I just made this big, massive collage. I'm not saying that you should do that. I just did it because I found great inspiration in it. Yeah. And if you massively collage your walls, it's also a fire hazard. (laughs) We'll want to keep that in mind. Um, But okay. So I'm dying to hear your strategy, but first I want to say like why it helps. And if you have a place where you can constantly return to for visual reminders of these goals and these plans, it's easy to transport ourselves to that mentality. So you put all this time and energy into your vision board. The minute you look at it, you are Like you remember those moments where, oh, I found that picture of so-and-so and and it really spoke to me then and here it is now. So despite distractions, like your vision board will be an instant reminder of where you want to go. Yeah. I mean, it it really is. And I I was speaking with a, I don't know her exact title, but basically she's somebody that studies the brain and I found her super fascinating. She's somebody that graduated from Harvard by the time, like with her doctorate by the time she was like 22. I mean, it was, I mean, she just blew through like Harvard. And I met her in Scotland, whatever. And she said, I'm like, what's the deal with vision boards and how it works in your mind? And she said, oh, that's easy. She said, basically, when you see something that inspires you, it, your brain releases something that gets you excited, like makes you feel happier. And Therefore, you can work more diligently on the process because you're going about it in a better mode, mood. So I'm like, oh, that seems a very pragmatic way to look at it. So she was like, yeah, that's, it releases a chemical in your brain. So when you see it day in and day out, it makes you feel happier, it which motivates you more and which causes you to work harder. Yeah, very nice. And as you're saying that, I'm feeling like I know these words. Was it like oxytocin and endorphins and all these fancy things? You know, I'm going to say yes, because I don't really remember some of those things. It just, it it doesn't, I don't know the way my mind works or whatever. And, or maybe it's just the fear of getting it wrong, but it does, that does sound right. What you were saying. Oh my I mean, look at me. Look at you tapping into science. I mean, I never went to Harvard, but I I just did okay just then. <laughs> okay, anyway. Uh, so when you want it, when you're ready to build your vision board, um, I personally like to use Pinterest. I have like a private board. I collect my inspiration, and then I can access it anywhere, anytime. Nobody else can see it. And then like if I'm um, on the go, I'll take a quick snapshot, and then I can upload it in my Pinterest board. So that way, I can use existing photos and photos I take myself. I know that I will never go to Walgreens and print out photos, so that would never happen in real life. So that's what works for me. Um, Steven, I know you and Renata have goal planning sessions very often. Um, so like, what do you guys do, and does it include vision boards? Well, so I can only answer by saying like, yes and no. It depends on what goal that we have. Um, I can give you a few examples of when I use vision boards, and I can then I'll share with you what I'm doing now is kind of creating a living vision board, if you will. So um, initially when I started out, yeah, I wallpapered my walls. And then I was like, okay, I need to go, I need to have my vision in front of me so where I can see it often. So one of the things that was a dream of mine, and this is when I was like, I mean, broke AF, but (laughs) I was like, I was in restoration hardware, uh, I mean, you've been over uh, to Renata and I's home and um, you see, well, no, uh, kind of spoil it. Well, spoiler. So anyways, it was in restoration hardware. I saw this desk. I wanted this desk. The desk is like 
I think it was the desk was like three thousand dollars, um, and the chair that went it was like fifteen hundred or whatever. And I just felt so drawn to that desk, like I just wanted it. But I was like, po. I mean, I was making like, I mean, I'm not even. Yeah, I mean, yeah, very, very dismal. But I'm like, I just, I was drawn to this desk. I just wanted it. So what I decided to do was make it my um, background on my phone. I'm like, this is what I want. So I had it on my background and I had that background on my phone for, it was about two years, three years. And then it was like, all of a sudden my life course corrected and where financially I could afford that desk. Now it was still a stretch, like, cause I mean, I was like, it's just a lot of money. And so I bought, it was a lot of money to me. It, <laughs> and so I bought, I bought the desk and I mean, that's the desk I work from day in and day out. Um, but it's a reminder to me. It's like a, this visual reminder of like, wow, I was in such a low place and to be able to have this dream. It was to me, it's just like this visual thing of, wow, like whatever it is that you want, if you have clear understanding of where it is that you want to go, you can get there. And another thing is like I was living in Philly when I was in Boston. I had a big consulting contract with uh, Moncherie and um, which Moncherie owned Tony Bowles at the time. So I was doing all that and I wanted to move to Boston. And so I put it like I wanted to move to Boston because I wanted to marry Renata and it just, you know, marriages don't work if you live in two different states. So I put a picture of something that was iconic to Boston and I had it right in front of my wall. So every morning when I'd wake up, 5 a.m. at work on Pageant Planet from 5 to 7 before I had to go in the office, Tony uh, or Moncherie. And I would work on that and I'd focus on that. And boom, an idea came to me to change the way that um, Pageant Planet was run to come up with this directory kind of form so that I could create more revenue to support a staff and to create more of a business model behind what I was doing. And that's that. Now, one of the things I've been doing now, creating a living vision board, is what I do is when I want to grow to a particular um, space. So right now, uh, Renata and I, we have financial goals around Pageant Planet and around Roddy Med Spa. So it's kind of hard to put a vision board for like a dollar figure. It's just not inspiring, right? Sometimes it can seem daunting. Now, if you're going to like, if your ultimate goal is like, I want to take that dollar figure and buy a Mercedes, Maserati, Lamborghini, whatever, right? You can just put that up there because that inspires you. But it's not really about that for us. For me, I want to like bring on more staff. I want to pay the staff more that we already have, et cetera. For her, it's like that's a tangible success marker for Roddy Med Spa. So what we do in order to create a living vision board is we say, if we're making this amount of money today, would we buy X or would we buy Y? Um, so it helps to surround us and make decisions as though we're already there at that point by choosing mm-hmm. to buy X. And if, we, if we're like, okay, if I was already making, again, this is an arbitrary number. It's not anything. If I was making, you know, million dollars a year, then would I buy X or would I buy Y? And it's like, oh, I would totally buy X, but I can only afford Y. So then we don't buy it. Right. So that way it's like we're surrounding ourselves slowly by things that we want. And again, to put it in another thing, one of the things I really wanted, and this is when I first tested it, is I wanted this beautiful loft 
Um, and I was like, I want it to be 600 square feet or 1600 square feet. I want it to have two stories. I want it to have like no doors. I'm just totally open, like creative space. And I was, you know, broke AF. So I'm like, what I started to do was like, okay, they started to buy really small things that I felt would look good in the kind of loft that I was dreaming for. Cause I didn't know necessarily what the vision of the loft was. It wasn't like I want that loft on main street. I was like, I just knew I wanted to live in a loft. So I would buy like a lamp that maybe only cost like 20 bucks, but it had that kind of vibe that I wanted. Mm -hmm. And after about a year of doing that, I found like my dream loft and I bought it. Um, and then, um, that's when I was like living in Philly and all that stuff. And it was like to the square footage, it was like three square or five square feet less than like 1600. I'm like, okay, we can do it. <laughs> it's like, that's close enough. Well, I'll make this slight sacrifice. Yes. Yes. But like, so all those different, all those different things that that's how we choose to do a living, um, vision board is by going after that goal and making decisions as though we're already there at that like goal that we want and only taking actions based on that end goal. I love that. And I think it's can be completely applied to pageant life. You talked about like, um, say, would I buy this or would I, would I buy X or would I buy Y? And if you're looking at your pageant sponsorship numbers or you're working on your pageant sponsorship or you're trying to spend more time at work, but you're bummed because you're not spending more time with your friends who are doing casual things. But at this like, okay, if I were making this or if I made this, I could have the Sherry Hill custom gown. Right now I'm looking at a Sherry Hill prom gown, which is lovely, but that's where you wanna be. And that would motivate me to wanna take on more hours at work. So I love that you're like in the moment evaluating your options and then you can make your decision based on that. Yep, so that's what we do and it works out. I mean, it totally works. Um, you know, the Bible says faith without works is dead. We just choose to make our works like stepping towards the goal that we want, not settling for something that we think is possible. And side note, was your iconic Boston image T? <laughs> it was. It. it was the, um, um, I, I wasn't remembering the name of it, um, but it was Faneuil Hall. Faneuil Hall was oh, the name oh, of it. Yeah. yeah. So it was a shot of that and the sun was kind of setting like, you know, oh. so it was just like, oh, like, I want to be there. And I remember I'm like, oh, I'm here. Like when I move, I mean, it's, it's such a surreal moment when it happens. Um, and it was like. I, I'm, I'm here, I'm doing it. And, you know, even like, even kind of leading up to this, like for the financial goal, the, the reason, again, attempting to do the vision board, I would, I would say, I, um, I would write in my notebook, like I make X amount of dollars per month. I make X dollars. And that didn't work for me as fast as what I'm doing now. You know, cause right. it was just like, it was just text. And I was just like, I was like, okay, I'm going to try to write this, not try, I'm going to write this. 10, I think it was 10 times a day or 15 times a day, every day until I make this number. I mean, I, I lost esteem before. <laughs> I mean, I did it for like four months. I'm like, okay, this is just daunting. So I'm like, it's just not effective for me. So I chose to do this other route and it seems to manifest a lot, a lot faster for Steven. Well, I hope that all of the Americans listening understood my T reference and for Boston. That's all I'll say. <laughs> That's all you'll get. So we'll get number two. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number two. All right, that was that was a long version, but yeah, break break That's down right. for That's uh, number two. One. Um, okay, so number two is budget, and it's not the budget that you're thinking right away. 
So when I say budget, what I mean is just like we can't buy every single thing we want on our wish list that we just talked about, we can't do every single thing we want when it comes to the use of our time. So there might be a homecoming dance on the night of a big fundraiser for your platform. And how do you choose which to attend? You need to budget your time in a way that allows you to fulfill your obligations, but also live your life. And I, I did this exactly. I had pageant orientation for Miss New York. And I, I went to Miss New York when I was 17 years old. I had pageant orientation the night of my after graduation part, or like the, the morning after my high school graduation. So I graduated from high school, all my friends got on a bus and they went to after grad, that big party that everyone has. And I got in the car and I drove four hours to my Miss New York orientation. Um, and that was a choice that I make. And I look back and I, I don't have those memories, but I don't regret it because of what it afforded me. So that's what I mean when budgeting your time. You have to make those hard decisions. Um, because if you choose one more than the other, I can promise you the other will suffer. Like for example, if you go to the mall with your friends three week weekends in a row, that means three weekends in a row where you did no pageant prep or appearances. So your social life is full, but your resume is empty. Mm, yeah. And I like the saying with every time you choose to do something, you are automatically choosing not to do something else. Yep. And every time you choose not to do something else or something, you're choosing to do something else. So, yep. um, how does how does this help though? So, um, well, what I think we have to talk, talk about first is what you need. Um, oh, yeah, what, how it helps. So, of course, man. Um, anyway, prioritization is key for like this item, and it allows you to consider like the counter in advance and make choices that will suit your long term goals. So, you look at the consequence if you don't do it and what that means in the long term. And then you say, okay, I can live with that or I can't live with that. So if you say, okay, I'm gonna skip Saturday morning interview prep to do this, are you gonna be okay after your pageant and you blew your interview? If you look back on that Saturday, could I have spent more time doing it? So you have to figure out, okay, what is more important to me and will I regret it in the long run? Hmm, that's good. Okay, so how can you start to create some sort of framework around this to make the budgeting of your, your time, the budgeting of your energy like attainable? Yep, so you need to um, first establish how many appearances, coaching sessions um, you need, you feel like you need to do to fulfill your prep. And on the flip side, how many social events do you feel like you need to do to fulfill yourself? Um, so you wanna like map out, okay, I need to spend six hours a week on pageant prep. I want to spend three nights a week with my friends uh, outside of that. And if you think you'll be heartbroken watching your friends get together while you're walking, doing walking lessons for the same amount of time, consider splitting it in half versus depriving yourself entirely. I don't want you to shut yourself in a room for the however long you are prepping for your pageant. You still should have the ability to have those outlets that you enjoy, but it has to be done in moderation so that you're not robbing one or the other. Yeah. Well, what about those girls and um, even guys listening that are just involved in extracurricular activities at school, et cetera? Yeah, this makes it even harder because you have a requirement to attend practices or games, which immediately takes you away from pageant prep. And like then on top of that, your social calendar becomes even more precious but also restricted because say um, I'm trying to like think back to when I was in high school and it's a long time ago, but um, if I had practiced three days a week in the evening, 
that's three days a week. I probably wasn't doing pageant prep because you have homework too. Um, and then I'm like, okay, well now my weekend time becomes even more valuable for pageant prep. So do I go to the mall? Do I do a walking session? Or if I go to the mall here, I have to work on my walk. So it's, it's a lot of budgeting and kind of negotiating with yourself of where you can sacrifice. Yeah. And those life skills that you're learning right now to juggle that and to choose work versus play it really translates beautifully into adulthood if you can master it in high school because the same i mean the situations change mm-hmm. right um however the same decisions are applicable like you know Jesse and I we have to decide whether or not we're going to go out with our friends on Friday night like when we have an early morning meeting on Saturday morning. I mean, we traditionally do most of our episodes on Saturday morning. So we, we have to decide, okay, we're we going to stay out really late or are we going to hold to our obligations of, you know, talking to you and delivering value. So those are just life lessons that we all need to learn. Yes. Okay. So we covered vision board. We covered um, the budgeting. What's the third, um, third strategy here? So everyone loves inspo and inspo is like the trendy word for inspiration because I I find myself very rarely using full words, which is like the most charming yet also personally annoying habit for someone who loves the loves vocabulary. But anyway, so in long tangent there, inspiration is inspo. What is it? It's obvious. Like it's easy to hit the snooze button. It's easy to eat an extra dessert. It's easy to go along with the crowd. It's not easy to get up early for your workout. It's not easy to sacrifice your favorite foods. It's not easy to be brave enough to stand up and stand out. Um, So like we know pageantry is not for the weak. So it's going to be very challenging to stay motivated and on top of everything all the time. And that's why all of us need little moments of inspo that keep the fire in our hearts burning to make these sacrifices. Yeah. So how does little inspo help you? Well, I know I worked out, if I worked out every day of the week, when it comes to Friday, I can easily, I don't know if you can too, Stephen, I can easily talk myself into sleeping in and skipping the gym on Friday. So like uh, I work out four days a week and I'm like, oh, Friday, I was so good all week. I'm going to enjoy sleeping in. Do you do that too? Yeah, i got to be honest. I I don't, but oh. I don't have, but that's just because oh. I say I work out five, I work out five days a week. And the two days are variables. And it's just like I'm in such a habit of going to the gym that it's just like, oh, okay, crap. I've used my two days off first thing in the week. And it's just like a non-negotiable because I've developed (laughs) because, But when before I really built up the habit and before it became an instrumental part of my life, again, because when I first got married, it wasn't. I was just going through the things and Renata's like, do you want to stay in and watch Netflix? I'm like, absolutely. Or if it was raining outside or if it was sunny outside or anything else, then yeah, I totally remember what it was like. It's just not there right now. Well, now that I feel guilty, (laughs) but I had to be honest. I'm so sorry. Well, we do do appreciate your honesty. Um, The other thing I do is even if I do get up and work out my fifth day, I'm like, oh, I like most days I have like a black coffee or a black tea, which is like gets me going caffeine wise, but also locale. I'll go to Starbucks and get like a latte. Do you ever like cheat more? (laughs) Yeah, no, no, I do. I do cheat. Like I cheat like, uh, I mean, I, I do. I, I cheat. Like last night, 
I was like drilling cookies and I was like, ooh, whoopie pie. Let me try one of those too, right? So uh, two cookies and then a whoopie pie. Because like anytime we had an event, for those of you who don't know, we had an event at uh, my wife and I spa, Roddy Med Spa, and there was, I don't know, like 30 some people there and there was like desserts and chips and I was like going to town. So yeah, I totally, um, yeah, I totally cheat. All right. Thank you for saying that. You're welcome. Um, anyway, anyway <laughs> so like when you have the right inspiration, when these moments of weakness happen, um, you can be reminded of what your end goal is. And because of that, it's like a simple, it can be as simple as like a photo of like where you were at your goal weight that you're trying to get back to. Or maybe you make your alarm clock an uplifting song instead of like the standard um standard like buzz 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 whatever you have on oh, that was a very terrible impression of a, of a <laughs> um, but regardless okay so those little things in your life in those integral moments of do i or don't i make all the difference in your progress yeah completely so what do you do to keep yourself inspired do you have something like practical that you do yeah, well, I, I gave a couple of examples just then, um, but once you've identified your end goal, this is an easy step because if you don't have an end goal, my gosh, are you even motivated like to do anything? Because if you don't determine where you want to go, it's hard to identify the steps you need to make. So first, identify that end goal. I just discussed um, a few of mine, like I said, but my favorite is I have a photo of a former Miss Philippines in swimsuit that pops up when my alarm goes off in the morning. So my alarm goes off, I pick it up, and there's Miss Philippines looking perfect. <laughs> and I consciously look at that photo, and if I'm going to press snooze, I, I'm constantly making the decision to rob myself of progress for that day. And that ticks me off in the morning. So yes, sometimes I skip Fridays, but most of the time I do get up and I go to the gym, and that's just one thing that like reminds me in the moment to yeah. make the right choice. So, I mean, I know that we have a, a lot of – Filipinos that listen to us on our podcast, I, do you want to share? Are, are you open to sharing like which contestant you have that pops you know, up? I, I don't know which one it was. I want to say I, I found it when we were looking through best in pageantry swimsuit bodies from like three years ago. Steven, she's wearing a yellow bikini on a beach. It wasn't her competition bikini. Um, I don't know which one it is, but it's a Miss Philippines, and okay. she looks rocking. <laughs> they all do. I mean, there's something in the water down there. I, I, don't, I don't know, but maybe we're going to go there and drink some. Yeah, we should, we should do that. Yeah, okay. All right, okay. so. Anyway, I, we talked about mine, but like, do you have any like inspiration nuggets to share? Well, so I don't have anything that's like completely visual right now that I'm working for that I, I, I wake to or anything like that. Um, one of the things that I'm really working on is the website, and I get so uh, the website of Pageant Planet and all the the uh, the interworkings that we have. So I want to work on the new features list and tweak and fine tune and and do all that really nerdy stuff, and that like motivates me so much that sometimes I offset the more pressing work because I'm like, ooh, no, I really want to work on these features, even though we already have like pretty much three months worth of work lined up because I'm just so focused on it, but I just still want to like map it and plan it and do all that. So that really geeks me out and keeps me motivated. So anytime I'm not feeling super motivated to work on the brand or to do anything with pageant planet, I just start working on the new features list and it totally geeks me out. 
And if you're not sure if you're listening, if you have like a person or a picture, something that's very easy to do is just pull together a list of inspirational quotes to reflect on or um, or maybe it is photos, whatever you can find that you can keep close for a moment's notice. So you hear a great quote or if you're online and you see one on Instagram, write it down real quick in your phone or somewhere you can access it for like, okay, here's your crossroads of decision making. Read one of those quotes and yep. see if it changes their trajectory. Okay, so out of the six steps, we've conquered three. So we the, mm -hmm. first create the vision board, budget yep. your energy, um, have a little inspo in your life, and then what's the fourth one? So the fourth is a little bit of a takedown of inspiration, um, but it's more concrete and it's reminders. Um, so what it is is like I feel like inspiration is a conscious decision. So like you, like we just talked about, you're looking at it when you most need it. Um, or places strategically when you need it most. Reminders are little things you can implement in your daily life that don't necessarily inspire you, but keep your mentality strong. Um, and like, I think it helps because life is crazy. And I don't know about you, but I have, I feel like I have so many distractions, whether like I'm my grocery list. I know I need to go grocery shopping later and I haven't made my list yet. So like I'm stressing about that. Or um, like it's just all of those like, little things and we can become blind to the details around us or we become so familiar with them that they don't make an impact. The little reminders are there as a subconscious moment and even the most mundane day. Hmm, that's good. So what do you do really to like keep yourself reminded of like what your goal is or what you want to accomplish? Yep. Well, one thing I've had for years, someone gave it me a gift, gave it to me as a gift in 2013, I still have it, is a crown ornament hanging from my rear view mirror in my car. Hmm. So every moment helps me identify which car is mine, but that's besides the point. But every time I get in my car, I see it. And it, I don't necessarily think about it, but I see it and it's there. And it reminds me about um, the presence of royalty in my life, whether I'm competing in pageants actively or not, it's still just like a vibe. It's a vibe, right? That's what they say now. That's what the kids say. Um, <laughs> or like if you're a teenager listening or a college student, like put a, put a picture of a crown or of the current title holder on your desk. And it's not necessarily a vision board or an inspiration piece. It's just a reminder. Yeah, I do like that. I, right above my computer, I have the sign that says dream every chance you can get. I mean, it's hanging on the wall, but I can see it in my like peripheral all day mm -hmm. long. And it does. It just reminds me like, okay, just keep dreaming, keep dreaming. And we also have like inspirational quotes that just, um, you know, in the bathroom, like when you're sitting there in the bathroom, you like stare at an inspirational quote. When you go in the bed at night, we stare at an inspiration. <laughs> it's like everywhere. There's just reminders, right? Like all throughout our house of like, you can do it and mm -hmm. you know god's faithful and all that uh, all the stuff which we love and it does it works for us so i like that so set a reminder well and what was the sesame street trick it was like if you forget something if you're trying to remember something tie a string around your finger and then you won't forget um and it's just one of those things it doesn't like take a lot of time or take a lot of energy it's just there to keep you constantly like going back to it mental mentally it's like you're on this quest so why not surround yourself with reminders. That's great. Okay, what's the next strategy? So this um, suggestion came to us on Instagram from Missy Allie J, our dear friend. And she said it was very simple, straight to the point, planning. There is always time for friends and prepping when you plan. Mm, okay, so w what is she talking about? 
So we already talked about budgeting your time. Planning is the science one step further. So I, whenever I'm like, I'm so busy. I remember that I have as many hours in the day as Beyonce and so do all of you. So you want to make it as productive as possible, especially considering that you very possibly don't have nearly the staff that she does to make her day happen. Mm, Yeah. So how does it for you? Like, how does this help you when you're planning? Well, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. I firmly believe that without being organized and understanding your schedule and needs, you'll likely forget commitments or sloppy with your routine. And you're also more likely to slip up and make excuses for not fulfilling those obligations, which is the worst. Like, so imagine like you schedule an appearance for yourself and you say like in the moment you didn't write it down right away, you didn't put it in your planner and you either missed it all together or you forgot you were in a rush, you didn't plan ahead and you travel and you were either late or missed it entirely. And like neither of these situations are acceptable in a position like what you're pursuing, neither. Yeah. And it happened because you failed to plan it out. Mm, yeah, 100%. Steven, I know you're a master planner, so I'm gonna let you run wild on this one. Um, but I'll say I plan everything down to what I'm going to wear the entire week ahead. So like I didn't do my shopping list, but I find like, and things like what I know that something that takes me a ton of extra time in the morning is figuring out what I'm going to wear. So if I take 20 minutes and I stand in my closet and I write down Monday to Friday for work, I write down every single thing I'm going to wear. And then that morning I know what's in the closet. I know it exists. I'm not digging for anything and I don't need to think about it. And I find that cuts between five and 10 minutes off my morning routine every day, which gives me five to 10 minutes of productivity back. So look at those things that are taking up the majority of your time and make strategies around solving that problem. Yeah. And it greatly reduces your, um, your stress levels too. And um, for me, it's, I mean, there's a quote that says first man makes the habit. And then habit makes the man. So mm-hmm. you want to really create a strategy or a system that works for you. I, I originally started off to-do list, uh, writing it down on a piece of paper. That didn't work because then I'd lose the paper. Or then, <laughs> then there would be one to-do item left on a piece of paper. And I'd keep that one piece of paper, but I never wanted to do that to-do item. So that one piece of paper turned into five, turned into six. And I, next thing you know, I started ripping out shards of paper and then having all these shards on the desk. It just didn't work for me. So um, I just downloaded an app that it's called Things. It's T-H-I-N-G-S. It's $10 in the App Store, which is like buying a Cadillac in the App Store. So (laughs) I was like, Very good. Yeah. Um, So basically how I structure and keep everything organized um, between all the different businesses is like, for example, Jesse, if I ask you to do something, I set it, I put it in Things and I set a reminder. Okay, follow up with Jesse in four days or whenever we set the deadline to see if she did X, Y, Z. So it's a simple system. And then the night, so all throughout the day, I'm accumulating things I need to do either the future or the next day. Once my plan is set for the day, I don't add anything new for the day. It always goes on to the next day, unless it's just an absolute emergency. Um, and then the night before, um, like when I'm going to bed, like we're not as like, next to me she goes to sleep I stay up I do my to-do list reorganize it so I do my to-do list reorganize it in order of what's most important to what's least important and then during the day I just go from one to two to three to four all the way down so I'm not distracted because I have a list I have a plan 
And if I ever do get distracted, because let's face it, distractions happen, I'm like, okay, wait, what was I doing? I just go right back to the list. If somebody asks me to do something, I put it on the list. And then if there's a hard set meeting I got to show up for, then okay, it goes on the calendar. So on my, my uh, my eye calendar. So I have a system now, so it doesn't matter the amount of things that's thrown at me because the system can handle it. It can handle it all. So that's what I do. So do you get push notifications through this app? No, um, I don't. Uh, though I think that you can set that up. Um, I really attempt to limit my push notifications because then my phone lights up and then I get distracted and I'm like, oh, where am I? Um, so you have to manually open it up and you just go right down it. But it's nice too because you can just click the little checkbox and then boom, it's done. So it's like, it's off your to-do list. And then you can also have that like recap of like, here's all the things that you accomplished today. So if ever I was like, ah, today wasn't a like really like productive day. Cause sometimes I feel like that and I look back and I'm like, oh man, I got a lot of stuff done. Yeah. So it really was a productive day. So it's been a lifesaver and it's, I mean, now that I know the power, now that I've created the system for myself, I would have gladly spent over a hundred dollars for the same app. And it's a simple app. There's probably free ones out there that maybe do the same thing. Um, but I just, I like this one and I use it and it organizes my life. And if you're looking for an app too, to Steven's point, there are apps for everything. And like for me, I would need push notification alerts. So maybe there is an app that's geared more toward that. So if, if you have a, a blind spot in your life where you're just like, you keep missing the mark, why not Google app for blank, insert, insert whatever the issue is, read some reviews, check it out, because that investment, whether it's free or you have to pay for it, can kind of change everything. So what's the harm in giving it a try if it's a constant frustration for you? So um, it's, it was called Things, Stephen? Yep, T-H-I-N-G-S, Things. Cool. Thanks for sharing that. I'm going to kind of make a note to look into it myself. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Okay. So that's number five. Number five is planning. Um, yes. What is your number six? All right. Number six. We're going to get a little warm and fuzzy on number six. Um, so the first five are pretty tactical. We gave you hard um, examples of how you can execute it in your life. Number six is your why. And it's very, very, very simple. Why the heck are you competing in a pageant in the first place? And why do you want to be a title holder? Those are such broad but invaluable questions that you need to be connected with before you even put your deposit down to enter the pageant. How does this help? Yeah, if you so if you want to skip planning sessions or would rather hang out than practice, it's important to be able to reconnect with why you decided to compete in the first place. Uh, and if your goal is just to have fun and compete in a pageant, fantastic. You can absolutely enjoy more flexibility than someone whose goal is to win. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to enter for personal development because as long as you're making a conscious effort to say yes to preparation some of the time, you'll likely be improving your quality of life in some way or another and you should totally be saluted for that. Yeah. Okay. What, what do you do? How do you even go around like attempting to find your why? So... It's important to do this, like I said, from the start, and it makes it a lot easier to define the choices you'll make each step of the way. So those two questions that I said at the very beginning of this number six, why are you entering a pageant and why do you want to be a title holder? So if you have a whiteboard or something, like write those things down, and those are fluid. They may change as you learn more about yourself 
more about the pageant, more about a, your platform if you have one. But it's just, it's it's vital. Otherwise, you're waking up and you're making these choices based on nothing backing it up. Um, and I'll even use like a side note to illustrate my point. Um, sometimes contestants who grew up in pageants continue to compete because it's familiar. There's outside pressures like family that want, they maybe love the pageant scene and they want you to keep competing for their sake or former directors or whatever that is. But I see it often, a contestant who would actually rather be a normal teenager than a pageant queen and we're sitting in sessions and I can feel like they're give, they're giving me half effort because they don't want to be there anymore and that's okay. But they don't have that why, they're not connected to it. It's somebody else's why at that point. And like they now have other priorities and it's okay to ask them what their why is and to let them know that if their heart isn't in it, that they can step back. So if you're finding that you're choosing the lax life more than planning and prep and appearances, et cetera, it's time to really reevaluate what your purpose is in competing in the first place. Mm, love that. And I believe his name is Simon Sinek. He did a TED talk on the greatest brand or like just brands in general, like business brands. Mm-hmm. And he did a comparison of the brands who let their why determine their like uh, what they do with their brand. And then the other brands who like cause their what they do to determine like what they do or like, mm-hmm. you know, or like money determine what they do. And it was interesting. Like brands like Apple really heavily focus on their why. And so he walks you through like how they do that and how they implement it. It would be worth a listen to because again, most people don't, they don't take the time to understand what makes them tick, you know? And if you as a competitor, if you really understand why you're doing this and why, why you're passionate about winning the crown and what you want to do. And it doesn't matter the reason, like you don't have to come up with something you feel like the judges will accept. You just have to be true and authentic to yourself of like why you want to do this. And just knowing that about yourself, you'll be a lot more at peace in the process and like your results will be exponentially higher than anything else that you do. I have heard that actually, Stephen, um, that Ted talk, I think he also talks about Southwest. Is that correct? Southwest air. Yeah. I I think it's been a while since I've listened to it, but I'm going to say yes. And he talks about the fact that once you identify that, why that goal and you simplify it. And I, I, I remember Southwest because it's one of my favorite brands personally, and they had two goals in mind. And that what that did is those two simple goals. It empowered everyone in the company to make decisions as long as it served those two goals. So if you define your own goals and you simplify it, okay, I want to be Miss International because I want to, um, I want to be a bridge for local nonprofits to gain new volunteers. Okay. So if I wake up on Saturday morning, I can either go to make a difference day, which is today that we're recording. Um, hope you're volunteering. Um, or I can sleep in or I can go shopping for new clothes. So that makes it very clear what my decision needs to be to fulfill that goal. Um, so I think that's important. And while we talked about like these other five before these, we talked about inspiration and reminders and all of these tactical things. But this why is the reason behind all of that. And if you don't have your why, you can't create proper inspiration because you don't know what you're being inspired to do. You can't have reminders because you really don't know what you're moving towards. So the why is key. 
And I had a mentor tell me once, when your why is big enough, the facts don't count. Mm. The fact that you may not have the money, that you may not have the experience, none of that matters when your why is big enough. So thank you so much for listening today. And if you have found any benefit from the show or ones previous, or I mean, if you just like Jesse and I, please give us a five-star rating. It might seem like a small action, but it really does help us keep the show going. 